0: Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new Lucy Hale series, Life Sentence. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central, only on The CW.
1: This is a HeadGum
0: podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber.
1: I'm Bobby Finger.
0: And I have an exclusive from um, Us Weekly that I want to share with you. Okay. Okay. Here's the Here's the exclusive. This Dennis Quaid co-star says he's a beautiful person. That's the headline.
1: Is that a Madeline Carroll?
0: How did you know that?
1: I read that article like 45 (laughs) minutes ago.
0: Okay, but it's kind of funny that the headline is this Dennis Quaid (laughs) (laughs) co-star. Then there's a picture of her.
1: She's just there. She's standing in front of a step and repeat, smiling. And it
0: says, exclusive. Um... That was one of my favorite Us Weekly things of the week, but turns out there was so much in Us Weekly this week.
1: So are we not going to talk about Madeline Carroll's story in the actual bulk of the show? Because I have something to say about this. Say it now. Okay. Well, I'll say it now. Say it now. So this story Lindsay put in the doc, and it's very funny because it's just this woman, and she's just like Dennis Quaid is a beautiful person. <laughs> um, she's 21. Her name I'm is like, Madeline L- Carroll. Yikes. What was the movie she's been in? Like Swing um, Vote. The one where Kevin Costner decides the presidency or something? I don't know. She's only 21, and she started working with Dennis Quaid in this movie called I Can Only Imagine. Lindsay, as a Jewish woman, are you familiar with the song I Can Only Imagine? No. Okay. What is that? I Can Only Imagine is, quote, the most played contemporary Christian song of all time. When I Can Only Imagine came (laughs) out...
0: Who sang it?
1: It's a band called Mercy Me. So... When I Can Only Imagine came out, every, like, every Christian had a copy of this song.
0: Wait, what does it go like? Is it, a, it's it goes, about I, Jesus? I can
1: only imagine. It's the most boring <laughs> song, and it's just a guy dreaming about what it will be like when he sees Jesus. Like when he goes to heaven and he's like, oh my God, I, oh. cannot, like, I cannot wait. To be by your side on like the throne That's so of
0: boring.
1: And so anyway, so this song What it a says, dull song. It's in based, terms of Jesus song. It says it's based on the story behind the song. Uh What's and it the says the story it's, behind the song. Apparently the film centers around the lead singer Bart Millard of Mercy Me and his relationship with his father, who he lost at 18. Oh, so it's not Jesus. He can't wait to die so he can be with his dad again.
0: This is this is This dark. song is... This is eight, bleak.
1: But this song is 19 years old. Why did it take them 20 years to make the a song so- <laughs> based off of, like, the most popular Christian song of all time?
0: I just love this because the tagline for this movie is, the song you know, the story you don't. And it's like, I don't know either. <laughs>
1: no, that's so- literally our tagline. The celebrities... <laughs> Wait, what is it? The...
0: The... the- the,
1: the names you know, the stories the, you do The don't, people, the who's you don't or something. The thems you... Okay, never mind. It's not as seamless as I assumed it would be. Anyway, what I'm telling you is this is wild to me because this song... is about like, I can't wait to be dead. My also mom like, loved this song. My mom I loved
0: this song. I feel like a good Jesus song teaches you a really bad lesson in terms of like, you get punished, you know? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, a good Jesus song, and again, Jewish, but like a good Jesus song is an analogy about Jesus being like behind the wheel with you or something. Like, I'm to drive. Jesus is behind the wheel. Something like that, where it's like you're doing something, and Je- but it's like Jesus is there doing it with you. Take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel.
1: I'm sorry, but Jesus was not by her side when she broke her face. I'll tell you that much.
0: Okay, let's not get into it. Jesus, take the wheel. But then also a good Jesus song is like somebody is like a bad boy gets punished. Like Jesus says, like, I'm helping you. And then you get like a bad boy song, a bad well, boy then, lyrics. But, then,
1: but usually in the Jesus song, the bad boy uh repents and then the bad boy becomes a good boy but he blames his good boy on jesus
0: but that's fine this one is just like a vague like this literally says jesus in it like i don't need you to say another good jesus song is like a sufian song where it's like actually about a guy but he's like no it's about jesus and you're like "Mm." (laughs) that's a good jesus song (laughs)
1: okay uh what i will say is this cast i also wanted to talk about this cast in the i can only imagine film i hate that there's two i can only imagine parentheses film i can only imagine parentheses song um, starring... Did
0: Bart write the movie too? I'm like very confused at this whole thing.
1: Some of the other people in this movie are Dennis Quaid, so big name. Then Trace Atkins, big country name. So that's going to be funny. He plays Mercy Me's manager. <laughs> oh, no. And then Cloris Leachman. And I started laughing at this because I was like, Cloris Leachman is like 107 years old and she's in so many movies. And her name in this is Meemaw. And I... <laughs> And I started laughing because I was like, how many times has Cloris Leachman played the grandmother? Me, Mom. <laughs> How many times has Cloris Leachman played?
0: I don't know, did you look this up? Look,
1: I couldn't tell you, since I haven't seen every Cloris Leachman movie, I couldn't tell you, you know, exactly how many times because sometimes her character name may be like Harriet Wall. Right, because you, and you don't know whether that's the grandma or not. But she has at least explicitly been named Grandma or some form of Grandma. Guess sure. how many times in her. Five. Group. Nine times. <laughs> oh, no. Would you like to hear them? Glorious. And Wait, what is it? Three, four, five. Can six, you tell seven, me all eight, the different nine, nine, oh, wait, types of ways she's eight called times, grandma? Eight times she was grandma, explicitly grandma. Ten times, if you include just her character name, references her age. <laughs> so let's start this. It began in 1991 when she was like 100. Uh, um,
0: I know we're now talking about this topic for too long, but um, I... I do, I do have to say, when you said Dennis Quaid, I, like, thought of that text Shisha, you sent me.
1: Shisha, you No, know,
0: about when he was on Watch What Happens Live, and you were like, what is happening to Dennis Quaid? Did you send me this te-? It was like I sent
1: you that text after my friend Kate sent that to me. She was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no. And I clicked it, and it changed my life.
0: <laughs> Dennis Quaid was on Watch What Happens Live, and he looks like he's been styled by, like, His- a...
1: His young his, girlfriend.
0: His it's, daughter or something. No, because he was he styled has, by
1: his young Canadian girlfriend.
0: He's got like frosted tips and earring and looks, he's like full Harrison Ford. He looks crazy, crazy. The
1: thing is he, if he were dressed his age, he would look like a normal, like handsome aging actor. Because he's handsome. He's handsome. Like he doesn't, it's not like, oh, what did he do to his face? It's like, no, he's just still handsome, but he's in a tiny little muscle t-shirt that's way too small. His hair has too much gel in it and it's going all kinds of directions, and he's wearing bad jewelry. Oh, someone's at my door. Hold on. I can only imagine she shot. It will be like she shot when I walk Shisha. by your side. So my suspicion is that Dennis Quaid's young girlfriend, uh, Santa yes. Ozina, okay. who's 32 years younger than him, is the mm-hmm. one who's influenced his new style. She's
0: she's like a whole person, older than me, younger yeah. than him.
1: <laughs> yes. So anyway, but that's not what I want to talk about. Uh, I, want I don't to talk either, about,
0: honestly. I don't know how we got here, but I also really don't want to talk about
1: it. I that. want to talk about all of the old lady names that cloris leachman has had oh boy let's start let's start it started in 1991 when she was (laughs) let's say she was like in her 70s okay the elder amy (laughs) and then we have granny and then we have grandma albertson her iconic (laughs) grandma role from now and then please stop and then we have she was like 40 there (laughs) no she was 70 something then we keep waiting on. she's like i don't want to talk about dear johnny like let's not talk about dear johnny too traumatic and then Old woman on plane and bus. Nope. Then we have grandmother. Uh-uh. Then we have grandma. Nope. And then we have great Gam Gam.
0: <laughs> and they say there are no roles for older women in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> and then we have Grandma Merle. And okay. then we have Grandma Palmer. And mm-hmm. then we have Mima. Great. But if you want to count also, just she's got grandma names too. Like she's been a woman named Ruth three times. Def- she's been a woman named a grandma. Helga. Grandma. She's been a woman named Dottie. She's been a woman a named Maxine, literally my grandma's name. A grandma. Gladys. Grandma. Mitzi. grandma. Mitzi. A grandma. Also, she's frequently given the um, a marital title, so she's Mrs. in a lot of things. Mrs. Tensage, Mrs. Morris, Mrs. Mrs. Himmelstein, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Fielder. She's always Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. McFarland. Mrs. <laughs> Haldane. Mrs. Kramer. Mrs. Okay. Ezra Miller. Mrs. Ezra Miller.
0: In Wait, 1974,
1: what? she was someone named Mrs. Ezra Miller before Ezra mm. Miller was a glimmer in his parents' eye.
0: Maybe he was a glimmer in Cloris Leechman's eye when <laughs> okay, she was married we've talked to about him Cloris in too long,
1: And I blame myself in the words of Sky Ferreira. Let's play the theme song. You will
0: say that. Yeah. Yeah. They want to know.
1: To be What's the most Markless headline of the week you pick? I see you have some options here. A I had some
0: options. options, but I think so. There was one that was that made me laugh from people. That was, did Meghan Markle just get red highlights? <laughs> had to steal her new sun-kissed look. Did she that was funny. I no, didn't I didn't click. That. That's from people. And then there's one from Bustle that is Priyanka Chopra and Meghan Markle's friendship it, timeline is surprisingly short, which is <laughs> Very shady. Rude. But the winner has to be. This one from the Daily Star. And this was covered many, many places. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stay with me here because it has two parts. The headline is, Meghan Markle suffers very awkward wardrobe malfunction. All, okay? all
1: caps vary. And
0: you're like, what could this be? Like, there's no way she like showed her boob or like anything that you would think. Like, there, this can't be what I think it is. Like, it's not nakedness. So you're like, click, <laughs> click, 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 click. And then you're like, what's the malfunction? Okay, you ready for this malfunction? I actually spit out what I was eating when I saw this. Okay. As she su- as she's okay, as she stunned in a navy jacket with white edging, from behind, people picked up on a very unfortunate malfunction. Someone had left a temporary stitch holding together the flap of the back of the coat. Oh. This should always be removed and might leave keen fashionista Megan red faced. Oh okay. My- God, in case you don't, embarrassing. <laughs> in case you don't understand that, Megan had one of those coats that, that has opens a in the flap back? in the back, and somebody forgot to cut the stitching that they usually put that keeps the flat shut when you buy it. Mm-hmm. That was the wardrobe malfunction.
1: And it's like a very uh, faintly visible seam from the stitch. Uh,
0: you can barely see it. I had to zoom, 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 and, and you can see a little bit of it. I just love that this this is a Meghan Markle wardrobe
1: malfunction. How dare she? Like, this is the sort of boring wardrobe malfunction you would expect from someone like Kate Middleton, and now and she's I one of them. And I love it.
0: And I love it.
1: So, Lindsay, what's going on with Joe Alwyn?
0: It's funny. We haven't heard from him in a, him in a while. If you believe that he was you fake- You haven't
1: heard from him in months?
0: <laughs> if you believed he was fake, you might by now say, oh, um- it's come to pass. He definitely is fake. But when, but I think maybe um, Taylor Swift's people heard you thinking that or saw you thinking that or were behind you as you wrote that in your live journal because they, uh, you know, put out They're always photos watching. of them hiking. Hiking? Right? Hiking, hiking with a
1: bodyguard right behind them.
0: Oh, I mean, of course. Of course. But like, it's just very funny. And we don't need to even like talk about It's Like they go hiking and they take photos. But the best part about any Taylor story is the source Right. So you read your source.
1: I'll read my source.
0: Taylor has the best source, whoever it is. I mean, it's one person, I think. And they always are the ones who act as the source. It's probably Mm -hmm. her PR person. And they're just so good. Okay, so this source, it says, quote, Taylor is going to be on tour soon and Joe will be there. And she realized there's no point in not living her life, the source explained. What? Mm -hmm. All her friends know about their relationship anyway. Okay. She feels confident in their relationship and Joe really loves her. She thinks he might be the one. That is the craziest source quote.
1: First of all, they're in a relationship. It's a relationship. It's a great relationship. They love the relationship. It's everything the best relationship. You've never seen a relationship like this. Um, We're all aware of the relationship when we love the relationship when we love Joe Alwyn. But I think the funniest part about this is that it ends with them saying she thinks he might be the one. How many times has it been written about Taylor Swift? She thinks he might be the one. That's everyone she's ever dated she thinks might be the one. That's her whole – that is her creative process. Her creative process is date a man, think he might be the one, reject the man, hate the man forever, start a feud, repeat.
0: We could literally write a Taylor Swift source Mad Libs and it would be really funny. And it always
1: ends with she really thinks he might be the one. Yeah. 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 Moving on, did you see the page six coverage of this hike? Because it was the best thing. Lindsay, you didn't see it?
0: No, because I, you saw, I was very immersed in my so, Us Weekly this week.
1: Us Weekly was happy to take the publicist's press release and print it as an anonymous source, of page six. They, were. they page don't six. want to miss
0: those emails. They don't want those emails to stop coming.
1: Page six was not as happy to do that. Oh, page no. six got the photos of them on a hike and was like, "Hold on, let's find someone who saw this hike." Guess what, Lindsay? <laughs> they did, and the person they found was not Taylor's publicist. Who would so, they say? A witness. A witness saw them hiking and said this. God bless page six. Emily Smith. The casually dressed couple took a scenic nearly three mile hike, enjoying views over the ocean for about ninety minutes. Okay, nice. Page six this recap is in Malibu, not, by not the being way. too mean, not being too mean. A witness said Taylor Swift, Taylor and Billy Lynn's long halftime walk star Alwyn no. quote seemed very intimate and deep in conversation, despite having her bodyguard trailing twenty feet behind them. Okay. Sort of like turning on the shade a little bit, like but that's how, normal. How could it be intimate with this guy? Behind that's them?
0: normal, that's normal.
1: The kicker for of Taylor. this story the kicker of this story the witness added quote the other thing that struck me is that they kind of look exactly like each other which is weird
0: <gasps> that's just how it ends.
1: which that's is weird
0: a wi- now that's a witness who do you think that witness was katie, katie perry, perry. <laughs> it was katie perry <laughs> okay but like they do look a lot alike they look
1: exactly like each other which is weird
0: In my head, I'm just playing like, can I get get a witness? witness?" (laughs) Could you be my witness? Oh my God, I can't believe I I I know the Katy Perry witness song. (laughs) All (laughs) this. Wait, look at the doc. I'm
1: going to paste in this. What? They look... Exactly like each other.
0: They do look alike. Like he we're... looks
1: more like her than Austin Swift. The does. source
0: is like me. Like I'm telling you, they look alike. No, Austin Swift really looks like her. They're actually related. He, they just have like the same hair patterns.
1: I they... would have a heart <laughs> attack if I were taking a hike in Malibu and ran into Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift.
0: Yeah, and you you would call Page Six immediately, and you would say they look exactly <laughs> alike. <laughs> The bodyguard would like you'd have a heart attack, and the bodyguard would just let you die. <laughs> They'd be like,
1: are, are, "Are you conscious? Can you hear us?" And I'd be like, "They look exactly alike."
0: <laughs> and his last words were that they look exactly. No
1: one alike. knows what it means except you, and you're like. And
0: you, oh. your your name wouldn't even make the headline. It would still the headline would still be Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn hiking. But like the lead, like it would bury you at the bottom. Is like a, a, a an alonkuker,
1: an who ran into them on the hike <laughs> suffered a heart attack soon after spotting them. His last words are reported to be, they look exactly alike, which is weird.
0: Of the week. Big. I mean, just big, like people kept sending it to us, which is, you know, big in our lives.
1: Weird. But also good for it's us because it, it involves th- two names that we've never mentioned.
0: It's weird, though. So it, uh, Colin Firth's wife was claiming that somebody was stalking her. Her okay? name
1: is, let's get her name right. Her name is Livia Giug- Giuglioli. She's It's Gi- Italian last beautiful. name, so I'm, I'm probably so, completely butchering it. Livia Giugioli.
0: So first, they, she claimed that this person was stalking her. And then later it came out that this person who's stalking her, she dated. Mm
1: -hmm. So it
0: was kind of interesting that she – that this – the way that this was rolling out was kind of funny because when this first happened, she was like, he's stalking me, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously like in the court of law, she had to kind of admit that the truth was that she and Colin Firth were on a break Mm -hmm. and she like dated this guy and then, he, then they broke up and she went back to Colin Firth and now he's quote unquote stalking her. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't believe that she's being harassed, but it makes so much more sense now because before it like made no sense, right? Mm-hmm. And now this guy who's clearly like upset that this woman that he was dating dumped him is quote unquote stalking her or is he just giving her unwanted attention, which is th- very similar.
1: Yeah, but also – Do you know what I mean?
0: It's like a – it's – yeah, anyways, so, because that she left him.
1: The story is really complicated and – it, I don't really understand it. So, I mean, I understand it, but it's it's really, it's it's weird. So the only reason that they're talking about this, the only reason Colin Firth's wife is talking about this is because, according to the statement that she released, the reporting this week, which started in this Italy Italian paper called La Repubblica, again, I'm probably butchering it, um, the story was leaked in this Italian paper, and the only reason the Italian paper got the story was because a court document about this was leaked. They never, oh, they yeah. never intended to talk about the stalking. They never sure. intended to talk about the affair, which it wasn't even right. really an affair. But because La Repubblica published this this factually true statement. People were like, "Wait a second! Number one, you have a stalker. Number two, you had an affair with Colin Firth," and so they had to get ahead of it and say it. So,
0: well, she first denied she, it.
1: She first denied it. Then they, I guess, they have the the papers, and so it's like, "Yeah, well, here's it was complicated, blah blah blah." But they said that this guy, whose name is Marco Br- Brancaccia, she like started a, a consensual, like, romantic relationship with this guy when she was separated from Colin Firth. So Colin Firth and this woman, his wife, decide we're going to be separated temporarily while right. she's doing this she dates this guy it's not an affair she starts dating this guy apparently she and colin firth decide that they want to I mean, get it back together aff- it is
0: an affair if they're still married yeah. it's it but it's but he knew about or like yeah, he, he knew, knew about that it they were, like yeah.
1: they, she was ostensibly single right so right. they decide to get back together she cuts it off with marco and then according to her he kept harassing her with like texts and whatsapps and right. like emails and to said, colin and he, he says no no, right. no 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 it was never stalking i only sent like a really small handful of messages, but that's because we were still dating and in love, which yeah. is very... Yeah, and he said, I wrote a, he said, I
0: wrote an email to Colin about my relationship with Livia that I now regret sending, and she filed a complaint against me for stalking yes. out of and fear so, that I could go public with what she had revealed to me about her marriage and her work. So basically, th- not only did she not want what he was... what she thought he was going to leak to be leaked, she didn't, obviously didn't, she want didn't want this, this whole to case be to be leaked. So now the whole thing is leaked, and it's like a so huge mess. R-
1: apparently the stalking situation... Whatever, whenever it happened, there's really not a good timeline here. Whenever the stalking ale- was alleged to have happened, it it never made news and she never wanted it to make news. But now that it has, everyone has now vilified Brancaccia. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, we took care of this. Right, This is a misrepresentation of me. And because he's a journalist, he, like, has an outlet and he's also, like, well-versed in this sort of legal language. So he's, right. like, releasing really sort of intense statements not just a run-of-the-mill like nobody who's like no 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 this wasn't me how dare you it's it, i don't know it seems like it's very mm-hmm. com- it's more complicated than the t- than the typical stalker thing right because the typical stalker oh, yeah. is a sort of deranged guy who's easy to brush off and this guy's oh, yeah. not gonna let that happen oh yeah he emailed pictures to colin firth like i wonder what kinds of pictures you know
0: i mean i wonder if if, if he thought that colin didn't know or maybe that colin didn't know do you know what i mean it's yeah. like that's more the, that's more what I'm wondering. It's like he emailed Colin to tell him that it had happened or something. Maybe mm-hmm. after this girl broke it up with – this woman broke it off with him, he emailed – like he was angry and, yeah. you know, you do stuff out of anger. I mean, I think, you know, stalking is to the eye of the beholder and it's like, you know, what does stalking mean? Leave me alone and then – he won't, you know, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it, I guess it's like it's a question. But the idea is like if you call somebody a stalker and you go after them in court and you think that the court document's not going to get like if you yeah. want to prevent somebody from essentially blackmailing you with information about you, going to court is a dangerous thing if you're famous because it probably will leak. And yeah. then you lost on every level, which is unfortunate.
1: Mm-hmm. And what I find particularly weird about this story is that it leaves out the, the Colin Firth side of what happened during their separation because when they were separated she started dating this journalist and then colin firth moved to france and he started dating his uh portuguese oh. maid aurelia oh he was dating anyway, one too yeah wow, he was dating so, this portuguese um, maid named aurelia
0: that's so love, that's so love actually and then
1: Shit. then they fell in love and then he proposed to aurelia in front of her family and then he took it back and now aurelia is stalking colin firth as well which is kind of crazy
0: wait really Lindsay is
1: Lindsay, that oh. was entirely a subplot <laughs> oh, from Love Actually. S-
0: oh, oh wait. Oh, I thought
1: that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because in Love Actually, he gets cheated on, and then he moves to France. Well, he no, goes to his you writing retreat. I was in like,
0: well, that's happened in Love Actually, but I thought that Lindsay, was. Actually, also Aurelia, is Aurelia is fake.
1: Aurelia uh, is fake.
0: Here's the thing. I don't want to put women against women, but Olivia Munn has now been linked with 2 eight A-listers after they've broken up with their exes. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where it's getting like, why does this keep happening, right? Mm-hmm. And even like, she's kind of like, why does this keep happening? And I'm <laughs> a little sus. So Livia Munn, remember when Olivia Munn was maybe dating Chris Pratt, and she had that whole thing with like, where she texted Anna text- Ferris and, and then she
1: like, screen grabbed s- the text. Screen grabbed it.
0: Okay, well, oh, guess Oh, and she what? girl
1: like, thanks for letting me know. I know you're not dating him. But even if you were, it'd be cool.
0: Okay, but like, guess what? It happened again with Justin Thoreau. Like, I'm a little I'm, – now I'm a kind of like, why is this – like, they'll protest too much? What's that thing, like, from Macbeth?
1: <laughs> Methinks he doth protest <laughs> too much? Too much. Methinks he doth protest too much? Thank
0: you. I also was an English major. I – like, <laughs> I – but it's like, it, aren't you kind of, like, at this point, it's like, what? So she now she, – <laughs> so, n- n- like – now she shared a text from her publicist that says there were reports she is dating Thoreau, to which she responded, oh, God, that is so stupid. And the, the caption was, dear tabloids, please stop matching me with my friends' exes. <laughs> no disrespect to people who do date their friends' exes. Oh, my God. I hate 2018. That's just not my style. Okay, thanks. Bye.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't, like, offend people who date their do- exes. Oh,
0: my God. She, like, would shame someone. God forbid she would shame someone. And then she, but, but it's just like, now this has happened Twice. 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 I like
1: that Olivia Munn's initials are om, like she's very like <laughs> peaceful and centered every time. Because when I read Olivia Munn's Instagram stories where she's uh, responding to reports that she's dating a friend's exes, it like centers me. It puts me in a happy place. So I mean, om makes sense.
0: Also, when you read this, what's the first thing you think of? The first thing I think of is, oh, so you're friends with Janet Aniston? Oh, so you're fr- like, mm-hmm. oh, so is that what you're saying? You're friends with uh, is it, Jen Aniston? Are these actually hmm.
1: just really uh, hmm. complicated humblebrags?
0: Honestly, I'm I'm choosing to read them as that because I will I will merely like I will merely do that eye emoji, the eyes emoji where I'm like mm, to the fact that this is now the <laughs> second time she's been caught doing one of these things. Mm-hmm. But I but and I'll stop right there because I'm not gonna accuse anyone of anything, but then I'll go <laughs> further with my full like magnifying glass and I will mm-hmm. say somebody wants us to know they're friends with Jennifer Aniston.
1: I just think if it's mm-hmm. a very it's a very Seinfeldian reference you know there were people waiting out that marriage. <laughs> you know that the moment Justin Thoreau becomes single, someone's going to try to get with Justin Thoreau. Yeah. And it may as well be, be Olivia Munn. It could yeah, be anyone. why wouldn't it
0: be? Why wouldn't it be Olivia Munn? Who
1: could blame Olivia Munn for wanting to date Justin Thoreau? Even and also, Jennifer Anderson is her friend. Jennifer she, Anderson's probably like, I get it. But yeah. also, here are some tips.
0: And the Chris Pratt thing didn't work, so on to the next. Yeah. Didn't I'm work. i someone honked. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: what's next? Of course people are going to want to date Justin Thoreau.
0: Anyways, let's move on to this other great read in which Sarah Abraham splits from a stuntman that she dated for one week. But that's not the point. People split from people all the time. Fact one, stuntman named Aiden Stay used to date Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson. That's weird. Um, other thing was literally like a, w- a week before <laughs> they broke up, she said... Um, Aiden is amazing. I'm a lucky woman and I feel blessed. We just started our relationship and I feel like I've met someone who is amazing. And then a week later they were broken up. She also said, I love that he's Hawaiian, an amazing father, a business entrepreneur, and we have many similarities. I can't say enough great things about him. I'm a lucky woman. Me talking (laughs) about
1: Barack Obama. I love that he's Hawaiian, an amazing father, business entrepreneur, and we have many similarities. I can't say enough great things about him. I'm a lucky woman.
0: (laughs) So... This week we have uh, another amazing edition of Last Weekly.
1: We cut the last one for time. So I know, and I was kind of,
0: I was sad, and I and I regret. I'm, yeah.
1: It was a good game. Anyways, I did, it was I did really well. funny. Yeah,
0: you did. Um, okay. So this is the this is the Us Weekly that came out last that came out last week. This week.
1: This week. This week. Whatever. Yeah.
0: It's got. In case you want to follow along, it's got Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton on the cover. In this amazing kind of um, photoshopped together photo that where they don't even look like they're in the same universe. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Who wore it best? Let's start here. God, I love it. Allie Larder or Kristen Lehman?
1: Kristen Lehman. No,
0: nope, It was Ali Larder. <gasps> oh, good for oh. Ali. Yeah. I know. That's what I thought it said. Sophia Richie or Bella Hadid? Bella Hadid. That's correct. Yeah. Beyonce Or Olivia Palermo, Beyonce. (laughs) Okay, but like it was Beyonce, but like uh, by a hair, like by like (laughs) four percent. Okay, it was actually insane. Okay, in hot picks this week, which Mm -hmm. child of a rocker was pictured rocking out? That's their quote, not mine. In the Springfield of Universal Studios, like the Simpsons land, is it Paris Jackson, Frances Bean Cobain, Nicole Richie, or or Kimberly Stewart?
1: God, uh, I think Paris Jackson.
0: No, it was Francis Bean Cobain, God. which was so strange. I know, it was so strange. It's okay. In Hot Picks, an actress is pictured holding her own portrait to be hung on the walls of Sardis in NYC. And I'm going to send you it right now, and you're going to have to tell me who this is. Okay? Oh, no.
1: Oh, okay. no.
0: Here's the caption. She's been framed. Well, Portrait <laughs> will hang among the many likenesses of Sardis on Broadway.
1: Wait, Uma Who Thurman. is that?
0: Yeah, that's right. You got it. Yeah, it okay. looks like Uma Thurman. It really does. That's a good Uma okay. Thurman. Okay, it's not. Fine. All right. Okay, it's Uma Thurman. I'll, I'll, you fr- For anyone who's, what is it, the any-
1: Parisian woman?
0: <laughs> for anyone who's, where they're giving
1: away tickets to the Parisian woman, no one wants to see the Parisian woman. I mean, woman.
0: she's like, Duh, I just love that she's at Sardis getting her likeness painted. Okay.
1: okay. For some
0: insane reason, Osweekly has a throwback of South by Southwest themed some stuff. Because okay. it's South by Southwest. I understand, but it's just so weird that to do a throwback. Which of these stars is pictured? Rachel Ray, Jessica Simpson's friend Casey Cobb, <laughs> the other Wilson brother, not Owen or Luke, the other one. Well, he they're there too, but the other one. Yeah. Or Elton John.
1: The other Wilson brother.
0: Which of these stars is not pictured? Sorry. Oh, which
1: is oh, oh.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Rachel Ray, Jessica Simpson's friend Casey Cobb, one of the other Wilson brothers, or Elton John?
1: I think Rachel Ray.
0: No, it was Elton John. It, Amy Elton John was not there. It was Amy Winehouse. Yikes.
1: Okay, moving on.
0: Okay, this is the stars are just like a section. Ready? Mm-hmm. You have to guess the us weekly provided the headline. Uh, headline, okay? Yeah. Here's the caption. Eva Longoria grabs some Chobani yogurt in celebration of their 10-year anniversary.
1: They have a snack. No. Uh, they
0: Try it one more time. They eat yogurt. No. Okay. So she's like in, she's in the grocery store. So what mm. is she doing?
1: Oh, they buy groceries.
0: Keep. Uh, what's another way of saying that?
1: They go food shopping.
0: That's right. You got it.
1: <laughs> they go food shopping? Cool. Yeah. And she's okay. literally at
0: a PR event for yogurt. Okay. 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 She's not going food shopping. She's literally picking up yogurt. Okay. Cleaning house. Elizabeth Olsen stocked up on paper towels and trash bags. <laughs>
1: I they, hate this one. Is it they buy the essentials again? Yes. <laughs> Jesus <know>? Christ! <laughs> it's they buy the. Essentials. How is it always they buy the essentials?
0: I don't know, but like I guess those are the essentials. All right. Kate Hudson satisfied her sweet tooth with frozen yogurt.
1: Okay. They. That was frozen yogurt. They. They enjoy the, cheat day.
0: Okay. You've you've got the you've got the vibe. So in Us mind, this is a bad thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah. mm, I'm being mad. So so what is like the... What they is like sneak the, a treat. What's the like... Keep going. What's like the 2016 way of saying this? Think parks and recreation.
1: They treat themselves. You got it. Okay.
0: <laughs> good job. You that's did good like job. Two, that's
1: more like 2012, man.
0: Whatever it was. Um, everything to me is two years ago. Okay. Which of these items is not in Bachelor Rachel Lindsay's handbag? A one of her now fiance's business cards yikes b a receipt that has business written on the top left hand corner i don't know c tylenol or d a keychain that says love written in script
1: oh god a keychain that says love written in script
0: no it's tylenol. tylenol it was actually it was actually advil
1: jesus okay
0: Okay, this next one, I like forgot to make up the people, the fake people. So I'll just give you two options. I'll make it easy because I only made it, I only, whatever. There is a four-page Biore ad starring, quote, an actress. <laughs> <laughs> Four pages. There is a four-page Biore ad starring, quote, an actress and social media queen. Who is it? Is it Amber Heard, Shay Mitchell, Leah Michelle, or... Mm, Chrissy Teigen.
1: Okay, so you made that one up. Let's. <laughs> uh, it's Shay Mitchell.
0: It is Shay Mitchell. Yeah. Four pages. Four pages. Okay. Here's here's one. I feel like I do this every time to you, but name the new Bachelorette. Give me her full name.
1: Becca. I I will never give you a last name. No part of name. my brain has ever formed it. Give Henderson. me a last name.
0: Kufrin. Good. Uh, you get no Kufren. That, that
1: sounds like a ointment.
0: That was a, that was a full, that was just like, there's a full feature about her and I didn't feel like reading it. So I was like, let's just see if he could name her. Okay. (laughs) One of these places is not mentioned in Us Weekly's VIP scene section. Okay. One of these places is not mentioned. Which one is it? Is it the brisk creators class at the brisk unmasked studio in Los Angeles? God, I can't even make that up. It's so obvious that I didn't make that up. Is it Sunset Towers Tower Bar in Los Angeles? Is it Craig's in West Hollywood, Los, An- Los Angeles? Is it Brownstone Pancake Factory in Edgewater, New
1: Jersey? <laughs> it's the second one.
0: No, it's Craig's.
1: Craig's oh, Craig's is too easy. Week. Oh, yeah, God. Sorry. I was just thinking of Maria Marina Anton.
0: I know. Okay. According to a source, how many times has Anna Faris's new boyfriend, Michael Barrett, met Chris Pratt? Ready? Is it once, is it twice, is it a few times, or is it many times?
1: (laughs) It's many times.
0: (laughs) No, it's a few times. God. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta hedge your bet. In a feature called Britney's Battle for Her Boys, how much money does Kevin Federline want in child support per month? Is it 10K, 20K, 50K, or 75K? 75K. No, it's 20K. Come on. (laughs) Damn it.
1: I thought he was asking for too much.
0: I mean he I mean he is twenty K is a lot. Twenty K is too much,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. There's a feature called the Heidi there's this disgusting feature called Heidi Montag's Fitter After Baby, in which the reality show show star shows off her bikini bod five months after giving birth. It's like truly disgusting. Okay. In it, there is not like she looks, she looks amazing, but it's like a disgusting like premise. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: anyways, in it there is a devious photo of young Gunner and Spidey kissing. They are also holding what spawn? Is it flat tummy tea, teamy, skinny fit detox tea, or boo tea? They're holding the spawn tea Shoot. while they're kissing, and their baby's just like... Flat mm-hmm.
1: tummy tea. Flat tummy tea.
0: It's actually teamy, but I don't God. know if you know that. It's okay. Okay. Us Us Weekly Style has a section called Fashion Statements. That's all about statements on fashion. It's so weird. Which of these items is not included? Okay a pink hat that says the future is female, an iPhone case that says boss lady, a mug that says nevertheless she persisted, <laughs> or Blake Lively wearing a sweatshirt that has an Amber Tamblyn quote on it that reads never forget the difference between fighting for ourselves and fighting for every self.
1: The f- the hat that you mentioned at the beginning.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. It's all of the they all Damn exist. It. those were all there. I'm sorry. Okay. It was so bad.
1: I that mug I are you going to buy that mug?
0: I'm um, definitely for you. Um okay. Uh the second to last question. In 25 things you don't know about Christina Hendricks, how many times has she seen Hamilton? Is it once, twice, three times, or four times? Three times. She's seen it three times. You are All correct. Right. Um, and as a bonus question, how many times was Rita Orem shown in this issue? Five times. Nope, only once. Oh. Kind of a bummer. I know.
1: What a great segue. How many did I get? Doesn't oh, matter. Oh, I didn't, I didn't keep track. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I didn't do well, but that sounds like a good issue. I can't wait to read it. I haven't read it because I, I knew you were going to play a game, so I kept the, the – I haven't even well, downloaded the issue yet.
0: I mean, I'm sorry. Now you've seen this this Uma Thurman portrait already. It's God. kind of a spoiler for this 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 gorgeous Uma Thurman.
1: What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who queen. Tens
0: of people want to
1: What's Rita
0: Ora up to? Who is this woman? Speaking of Rita Ora, who was only in the issue once, what's Rita up to?
1: She won a copyright lawsuit.
0: Which is amazing. Thank you so much to um, a lawyer named Ellen Eichner, who apparently listens to the podcast, for sending us this awesome story. So basically... Uh, if you go to the document, which I can't pretend to know I understand anything in terms of what this is. Yeah. It's really funny because it's like versus Rita Ora et al. Like, she's the lead in this in this document in terms mm-hmm. of who the defendants are. Um, this group called The Last Poets, they're like a spoken word group. They're, they are like pretty old. Like, they've been around forever and they influence a lot of hip-hop music, which is kind of a bummer because this is also like – They ended up losing i mean we're like yay rita ora won but it's like kind of sad because they're basically like you stole our we you stole like this thing from us and like kept using it in different songs and like we want money but basically they sued for like a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of money and let me read to you the bit about rita ora (laughs) that's really interesting so it says um it's also funny how a court of law talks about rita ora music okay in 2012 rita ora released the pop song how we do Party, which begins, and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and party. (laughs) The song begins with Rita Ora waking up and asking, what went on last night? (laughs) Then she sings to her partner, you look so sweet while you're dreaming. Yeah, holding your bottle of Tanqueray. Yeah, it isn't even the weekend, baby. That's how I know you're the one for me. Later, Ora further describes her relationship. This is like me writing a paper in college. (laughs) Later, a further describes the relationship. And then it quotes like a full block of Rita or lyrics that I refuse to read. The song repeats the lines: I want to party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and party several times throughout the song. So those are the lyrics. And then it says, moreover, in addition to the songs themselves, the complaint supports the conclusion that party and bullshit and party are transformative. Indeed, Oyo Wole acknowledges that the that B.I.G. and Rita or defendants used so he's he's also suing Notorious B.I.G., which is kind of interesting because he had a song called Party and Bullshit. Defendants use the but he's dead. So maybe they put Rita first. Uh, Use the phrase party and bullshit in contravention of Oyewole's original purchase, which was to encourage people not to waste time with party and bullshit. Thus, Oyewole recognized that Defendant's songs changed the meaning and purpose. So this is so interesting, okay?
1: So he's saying that in his song, he was like, don't party and bullshit, do this more meaningful stuff. And so she's saying that this is a like really a, a response to this other song. This is
0: so interesting. So let me read the part about where he's alleging it comes from. So it says, Oyewole is the founding member of the spoken word group, The Last Poets. In that role, he created the song When the Revolution Comes. The song, a poem of a coming revolution when guns and rifles will be taking place of poems and essays, has a backtrack that consists of drum beats and chants. The revolution that the last poets describe has clear racial dimensions. When the revolution comes, the poets predict black cultural centers will be forts supplying revolutionaries with foods and arms and... White death will froth the walls of museums and churches, breaking the lies that enslaved our mothers. Wow, this is like an intense song, clearly. Um, And the lyrics are, it says, when the revolution comes, they just repeats, repeats, repeats. And says, until then, you know and I know blanks will party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party. Some might even die before the revolution comes. So basically like according to Oyawoli, the sole purpose of the lyrics is to challenge and encourage people to not waste time party and bullshit, but to move towards success. That's his quote, right? So he wants he's he's saying, you know, don't waste your time in frivolous manners, partying partying and bullshitting, because the revolution is coming and you need to like, you know, focus on that, right?
1: Oh my god! And he repeats "party and bullshit" that many times. When did this song come out?
0: So this song came out in 1968. Oh my god! So he's suing Rita Ora and Biggie and all these people for kind of taking that phrase and using it. Um, I'm I don't know how I don't know how Biggie like got it, but I know that Rita was referencing Biggie. Do you know what I mean? Like she didn't she didn't think she was making it up. I she, see. I see. She was referenced like. She probably pay- she probably paid for that sample to biggies.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: This is like really long and it goes on and on and like I'm sure a lawyer Point would is, like, she could won. read this whole thing. She won because basically they said that the so it says the Rita or defend she has good lawyers. The Rita or defendants primarily contend that no substantial similarity exists between party and when the revolution comes. And two, the phrase "the phrase party and bullshit" does not constitute a protectable expression. And three, Mm -hmm. the use of "party and bullshit" in "party" constitutes fair use, meaning, like, she didn't use it in the same way, so that phrase cannot be protected by him. She didn't. She used it in a different context,
1: Hmm.
0: meaning she took away the the context. So there's a
1: very good chance that Biggie was copying this song, but by that point, by the time it got to Rita, it probably got so diluted that it's not not provable. None of it's provable at this point. And what's
0: interesting is the way that they're proving it is like not via that, like that Mm -hmm. she didn't know or whatever, because you know she probably didn't know.
1: You can't copyright party and bullshit.
0: They're just, they're also saying you can't copyright party and bullshit, but they're saying because, and also that she's not doing it because she literally, it hasn't, the way that she uses it has nothing to do with with the original. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's transformative. Just Got when, it. you know, you and I remix a stupid song, let's say, you know, Who's That Girl? Our theme song, we've we transformed it. it into a different, yes, <laughs> demented form
1: um, than it was cool. previously. Well, we should probably end this soon.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot. Of while. To, sorry, that took me a really long time to kind well, of go through, but you can cut that down. And we should end this episode because yeah. Rita did nothing else as cool as that. Yeah. Anyways... Thanks for bearing with us and um, have a wonderful week and see I you Thursday.
1: Call 619 who them. We'll see you Thursday. Bye. Rate and
0: review us on Apple Podcasts. Love Please. you. Bye. You bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they want to know. Hey. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come
1: on. Hey. I want to be famous. That was a HeadGum Podcast.
0: Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new Lucy Hale series, Life Sentence. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central, only on The CW.